Good witches. Welcome to the Bossy Bruja podcast. I'm Ayodeli Fuega of BossyBruja.com. You can find me on Instagram at Bossy Bruja. Today's episode, we will be interviewing one of my friends. But before we get into that, we are going to begin with prayer. So take a few deep breaths in. Come into the present moment. Life is easy when we stay in the now. This is our point of attraction. This is our place of power. Life is easy here. Nothing else to do but pray with me. God is the absolute power in existence, the creator of all, the maintainer of worlds. God is all wisdom, all knowledge, all truth. God is love itself, wisdom itself, life and order itself. And God is fully present exactly where we are always, ever giving of himself, withholding no good thing from us ever. We are so grateful to know ourselves as individualized expressions of this most high power We are so grateful and thankful to know ourselves as extensions of God itself, as children of God, as physical embodiments of God. We live, move, and have our being in the mind of God. And God thinks of us as perfect, as blameless, as beautiful, wonderful, and lovable. And so we know ourselves as wonderful, beautiful, and lovable as well. We speak the word now for a successful, peaceful, blissful, and wonderful podcast that adds value to the lives of whoever finds this, um, of whomever finds this podcast. We pray that they would be inspired to ideas and feelings that cause them to take actions that create a life that is improved, wonderfully abundant beautiful and healthy for themselves, their work, their mission, and all of the people they are in relationship with. We are so grateful for this opportunity to speak to you, so grateful for this opportunity to speak with one another. We trust that everything that needs to be said will be said, and everything that needs to be heard and received will be. I release this word to law, knowing, trusting, and believing that it is made right, perfect, and exact, and that it goes out into the ethers, and it gathers all of the people who need to hear this message and brings them to this space, to this recording, to this podcast. I consider it done, and so it is. Amen. Amen. I mean, yes. Okay, guys. So I am so hyped. This is only our second episode and we already have an amazing woman who is willing to share her story with us. This is my good friend, Carol. She is 38 years young. She has been single for five years. Oh my God. That's really why I want um to talk to her too, but she's a Capricorn. <laughs> I, I always add in the astrology. <laughs> always going to add in the astrology because it's important to me and any anybody who's ever gotten a reading from me they know especially if you're a cat you know that's one of my favorite signs especially the girl caps because you guys are so hardworking, so diligent and you have this streak of violence that I just love <laughs> I love I always tell my younger sisters 
two of them are caps. I always tell them if I ever got into a fight, I would want you crazy motherfuckers here <laughs> because they are not afraid of anything. So she's Capricorn. Uh, she was married at age 23, divorced at 30. That relationship was followed by a three and a half year relationship. And then she has been single for five years. Um, and you're open to the idea. What I understood from your bio is that you're un- you're open to the idea of dating, but you're not aligned with casual dating or casual sex. And you are looking for something that feels better than your solitude. Welcome, Carol. Thank you. Thank you for having me. It's <laughs> an honor. Yes, I'm so excited that you accepted. Of course. I love your energy. I love talking to you. And I got the reading from you. It was amazing. So, of course. Thank you so much, honey. You know, I think, obviously, Bossy Bruja is um, a space or, I guess, a platform that serves women who are on their path. I particularly serve women who are awakening and reawakening witches and magicians and alchemists, whatever magical type of, you know, woman, um, I serve them in uh, aligning themselves spiritually with whatever their mission and their business um, is. So, of course, those I'm, I'm having this podcast and I'm speaking with you with those women in mind, but I really feel that the whole conversation of being happily single can serve anybody. Absolutely. <laughs> anybody and everybody. I agree. <laughs> Yeah. So I, okay, let's start with the marriage because I I have quite a few questions about the three and a half year relationship. I'm like, this is a long ass rebound. How did she do this? (laughs) Does she even think it's a rebound? So, but let's start with, let's start, actually, let's start with before you got married. What was your dating life like before 23? Okay. So I come from a very old school Latino house my dad is a control freak and he's very rigid very strict uh, I went to Catholic schools my whole life not because of religion but because he likes the structure and the rules and all that stuff that comes along with a Catholic school education so dating in the Latino culture isn't something that exists like the man you bring home is the man that you marry you don't go on dates with a bunch of dudes because that is not seen as appropriate. Mm. So I really didn't date much prior to getting married. I had a high school sweetheart, like we all do. And that was nice, but it was, you know, high school stuff. We, we dated junior year through sophomore year in college. And once in college, it's changed. Who wants to have their high school sweetheart with them along their journey in college, that's supposed to be fun and wild and experimental. So mm-hmm. prior to my marriage, I really didn't date much. Wow. So how did you meet your husband? <laughs> okay. So I met my husband at a bar and that should have been red flag. Mm. Number one, I- <laughs> I had just graduated from college and my girlfriends and I were still going to this bar on Wednesdays because it was college night and they always had drink specials on Wednesday nights because it was college night. And that's where I met him. Nice. 
So how old were you when you met? We met when we were 22. So I had just graduated from college. After my high school sweetheart broke my heart, I was just like, no, I'm not going to do this anymore. I'm just going to study and I'm going to go to school and I'm going to have fun in college and I'm going to go out. And I did the party scene. I did the frat scene, but I wasn't to want to date anyone because I figured I'm still a kid. Like, what am I doing? I just need to have fun. Right. Okay. I like that. So you already were more leaning towards a single existence. Yes. When before marriage. Okay. So how did you guys get to the point of marriage? You met when you were 22. I dated for about, and mm-hmm. now that I'm 38, right, that I would never do that now. But at that time, it seemed appropriate. And honestly, I feel I rushed into marriage with him because I was so over my dad's control. Mm. After, after And and I'm not going to say it was my dad's because he didn't tell me to marry him. Actually, my dad told me not to marry him. When my dad met him, my dad told me, I don't like he's not for you if you marry him you will not be married more than seven years and he was right Mm. okay daddy yes yes and and I thought at that at that point in time I thought you know how could you say that why are you being unsupportive like what is it about him that you don't like and what did he say he called me he's like I just come I'm like dad but and I told him I feel that you will always not like someone that I date because I'm your daughter so you're not giving me any reasons why you don't like him. So I proceeded with that relationship, despite the fact that my dad didn't want me to marry him. Yeah. And looking back, I mean, you, you, when you're older and you look back and hindsight is 2020, you see all these things that I chose to ignore. But I went like what? Well, my ex-husband doesn't have a good relationship with his parents. Hmm. He doesn't have a good relationship with his siblings. Um, he's a tad bit of a narcissist, but I didn't see that until later, until I started to live with him. Right. So in the beginning, it was in the beginning or now. Right. And okay. Say a lot of other people in the back. <laughs> right. And I was also very young. I was not experienced in the dating scene. I was not experienced in having long-term relationships. I mean, the, other relationship prior to that was my high school sweetheart and I wasn't going to compare that high school relationship to what I was going through with him Mm -hmm. so it was all kind of rushed and I part of me a huge part of me feels that I I jumped into it because I needed to get away from my dad's control and later when I divorced um my dad is the type of I told you so and and I told thanks dad exactly I'm like, you're right. You were right. But at that time, for whatever reason, I thought I needed to be married to him. And I was wrong. But what can I do now at this point? It is what it is. And I feel I feel like if my dad wouldn't have been so controlling, I wouldn't have been in such a rush to get married. And now as an adult idea right to escape one house go into another but at 23 I thought it was a great idea right okay so I'm curious to know because you said that you wouldn't date only a year 
and then rush you you felt like that was a rush into a marriage i this is not about me but i knew my husband my ex ex husband <laughs> for uh, four months before i married him so tell me what would what would be different now what would your process be before you ever even considered being married to someone i think my mindset is just i'm in not any type of rush with anything and and i know that there really is no but some people marry their high school sweetheart and they stay married forever some people date someone for eight years they get married and they divorce it's just i feel it's luck of the straw Mm -hmm. but Mm -hmm. at this point in my life i'm really in no rush to jump into anything with anyone i really want to get to know them i really want to follow my gut instincts and when i was 23 despite this the red flags that i saw that whole well it's fine we're gonna work on it we're we're having a family love's gonna conquer all and sometimes love doesn't conquer all Mm -hmm. so i feel now that i'm older and wiser once i see red flags that's an indication for me to just step away because people really yes people are who they are at their core i have found And Mm -hmm. people don't change unless they want to change. And people that don't think they're doing anything wrong, well, if they're not doing anything wrong, they're definitely not going to change. So why would I even waste my energy with someone like that? Right. Now, this is what makes you my Latina unicorn. You are not willing to rush. And if somebody, if you notice red flags, you're willing to leave based on those red flags alone. Like even if he's fine, even if the D is perfect, you're willing to leave? Yes, absolutely. (laughs) Absolutely. 100%. (laughs) That is what makes you unique. And I'm glad that you took the time to get on here because there are so many women who compromise their own standards, compromise their own um, value just to have a man for one thing. Maybe he has money. Maybe he's willing to pay the bills. Maybe he's just, he comes home every night and you know, the basics, I think too much much celebration sometimes from women. Um, Okay. So let's go back to, let's go back to the divorce. Okay. Okay. Why did you guys, end up getting divorced exactly i know you said he was a bit of a narcissist and that love didn't conquer all what was it that you were hoping love would conquer exactly so i understand that him and i got married really young i wouldn't want my children to marry at 23 i obviously can't control what my children do but since i got married so young i just don't feel that it's a good idea the frontal lobe doesn't develop until the age of 25 so there's so much growing that you need to do in your 20s that i feel based on my experience no one's ready to be married in their 20s Agreed. with, with my ex-husband we were both young um, a lot of his friends were not married we're not having families and he was so he still wanted to live that single life he still wanted to go out with his boys and there's nothing wrong with that but if you're doing it all the time and you're not bringing your wife with you and you're coming home at 8 30 the next morning there's a problem right that's a huge problem huge also there was lack of communication um he was physically abusive although it didn't happen all the time but one time is more than enough right to happen 
And once you lose that, that respect, the fighting just, it becomes really dysfunctional. And, and I'm the type of woman, I will fight back. You swing at me, I'm going to swing back. Like, I'm not yeah. going to let you touch me. Capricorn. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> I always tell people if a man or a woman hits you one time, it's very easy for exactly. them to hit you again. I right. always tell people that. And it's mm-hmm. absolutely tr- true because the, the violence just ex- escalates. It starts right. by calling you outside your name. And then mm-hmm. it becomes something else. And then all respect is lost. And once you go there, you can't get it back. Right. And my breaking point with my ex-husband was when my mother passed away. Um, he was supportive for a total of two weeks. The third week of my morning, he is getting ready to go out with his friend. And mm. looking at him like, what are you doing? And he's like, I'm going to go out. And I said, what do you mean you're going to go out? He's like, And he said, I'm going to go out with my friends. And I said, why? So he turned around and he said, well, what the fuck do you want me to do? Mourn with you? And that right there. Okay, boy. I was right. done. Yep. Done. And when was that? Mom passed away February of 2010. Mm. So when he said that to me, I knew that I couldn't. I could look past our arguments. I could look past infidelities. Although now I wouldn't. Because... Okay. I'm just, I'm not going to waste my time doing that. It's not worth it to me to waste my energy. So when he said that to me, I was done. I can't imagine someone saying that. I was so hurt because you wouldn't say that to your friend, let alone your wife. Right. You wouldn't say that to a stranger on the street. That's not, that's just not the appropriate thing to say when someone has lost their one and only mother. Exactly. So so Mm -hmm. I saw him get ready. I saw him walk out the door. I packed a couple of stuff up and I went to my and my dad told me, are you done now? I'm like, yeah, it's done. How, how soon after that did you get divorced? So the while just because show up to court, it was just, it was a mess because he wouldn't show up. Um, our divorce was finalized, I would say, like the following number. It took a while. And we didn't have anything together. We didn't have property together. We didn't have bank accounts. The only thing we had together was our children. And he didn't put up much of a fight for custody. We mutually agreed that it would be 50-50 because I didn't make my children by myself. I believe man should be equally involved a lot of guys get away with being the weekend dad and I wasn't gonna have that right so just it was just it took so long just because he would miss dates he wouldn't show up he wouldn't bring certain documentation it was just that's what made it prolong but but February 2010 I left him okay and is he a better father than he was a husband he is a better father. We do disagree on parenting styles just because we're different people and it's hard to maintain rules, the same rules at different households, especially because he's a different person. He sees things differently, but he is a better than a husband. 
So after your divorce, how long was it before you jumped into the relationship following? And I called it a rebound, but once I when I saw that you were in it for three and a half years, <laughs> I wasn't sure if you could actually, I didn't know if it would qualify as a rebound. Do you consider that relationship a rebound? I don't we were actually we we were we met through work and we were friends I was married when we met he was dating someone when we met and his vibe was just so cool and we instantly clicked and we just got along and I felt like we had known each other a really long time so it just felt nice to have that come up come on why can I not say this word? Camaraderie. Yes, that word. Camaraderie. Yes, yes, yes. So you you guys were more friends, and then what did he help you get over the relationship? Was he the, like the the shoulder to cry on, or what was that? He was just my friend. We would he would he was there definitely to listen to me. Mm-hmm. He wouldn't give me much advice, but he would listen and in a relationship where I felt so unheard, that was important to me. And when I left my husband and then when he left, well, when he stopped dating the girl that he was dating, we just started to hate even more. And we kind of fell into it because we just started hanging out more and more. And then one night we kissed and then we were like, Hey, do you like me? (laughs) <laughs> so we had that awkward conversation but it wasn't awkward it just felt natural and it flowed it was fun and it was refreshing and he was super affectionate and he was super nice and he treated me very very well and in a relationship where I was so starved from affection and attention it's what I needed so I don't know if it was a rebound initially for both of us but three and a half years I don't know call that a rebound I don't know either I don't think that qualifies okay so why did that relationship end okay so this that relationship ended because he is Armenian and I don't know if you know a lot of Armenians they have strong cultural ties and his parents wanted him to marry an Armenian girl I met his parents I they liked me, but at the end of the day, they wanted him to marry an Armenian woman so they could have Armenian children. And I was just too, like, I was the Latina divorced with two kids. I was just, it was too much baggage for them to look past. So, and I wasn't going to make him pick between his parents and me because I don't believe in ultimatums. Mm-hmm. So oh, okay. He... You know, when we broke up, it was, he told me, like, I love you, but I need to be with someone that's Armenian. And I knew that in the back of my head when we started going out. I knew that that was going to be an issue because whenever we would go out and if we were in a place where there was a lot of Armenians, I was always looked at. I was always, I know, I, did, I don't speak Armenian, but you know when someone's speaking bad of you in another language. Yep. So I knew it. So I knew that that was going to be an issue. And he had the nerve to tell me, do you mind if we still hang out until I find someone? What? Boy, bye. (laughs) 
boy the door exactly and I was like good night I was like you know what no you go on ahead find your Armenian princess but I'm not gonna (laughs) wait around here until you find someone no go do what you gotta do right Okay, so you did write to me. You told me your intuition told you pretty early on that this relationship was not going to last. Yes. So how early did you know that this was not going to be a forever situation? I mean, I knew it from the get-go. I just knew. And because I was so heartbroken, not so much heartbroken with my ex-husband, I guess with my ex-husband, I just felt stupid because I wasted my time. I invested time and I got, I didn't get anything in return. Um, And with the Armenian guy, it was just so refreshing. It was so nice. He was just so nice the whole time. And, and I knew, I knew that him being Armenian was going to be an issue. If you had it to do again, would you, would you be with the Armenian guy? I would. Okay. And do you think if if the difference in culture and um, ethnicity wasn't such a big thing, do you think that you would still be with him? I don't know. Or would you want to? I would want to. I mean, he's the type of guy that I would want to be with. I mean, he set the standard very high. He was Mm. a total gentleman. Respectful. He was... I just describe how nice he was and I know that a lot of women say there are no nice guys out there there are so coming from the background that I came from with my ex-husband it was just so refreshing it was so like wow this is real nice do exist right wow oh that's good to know (laughs) yes what was his was he Muslim no no he um Armenians are are Christian it's just you know they they need to marry within and it's Mm -hmm. very it's very very rare when they don't and the Kardashians aren't real Armenians because (laughs) they're are they supposed to be Armenian I don't know anything about them except for Kim I just yeah their dad is Armenian (laughs) their father is Armenian but they're not traditional Armenian so they're traditional anything (laughs) yeah No, I mean, you know, they're very interesting to look at. Okay, so after that relationship ended, and I just have to say, the confidence is very high. And I think that your um, self-respect and your self-regard and self-love is very evident here. Like, even though you liked the Armenian guy and would even want to be with him to this day, but we're not willing to be a placeholder for him is really that's something I think that there are a lot of women who would have been like sure maybe I can change his mind you know right and I just I couldn't do that because I don't like you you're telling me that you can't be with me so why do you want me around you gotta do right so knowing that your intuition let you know from the beginning I would love to, I I want to address that issue because before I got married, my intuition gave me a choice. She said, you can either um, work with your sisters, do, you know, and your sisters, when I say your sisters, I mean the sisterhood, all women everywhere. Right. Um, You know, 
all the the sisters of the metaverse okay you could either work with your sisters or you could get married and obviously now that's the work that I do um and I'm no longer married but I went into that marriage anyways what do you think about the the concept or the issue of entering into a relationship when your spirit tells you or, or did your spirit tell you don't do it or did she just say you can do it but this ain't gonna last forever it was but it's not going to last. And I did it not because I did. Say that again. I'm sorry. You're breaking up. Oh, I'm sorry. I didn't go through with it to be defiant. I did it because it's what I needed at that point in my life. My mom had passed away. I left my ex-husband. It was a really dysfunctional relationship. And here this guy comes and he's just absolutely wonderful. Yeah, he sounds wonderful. He was. Okay. So tell me a little bit about your spirituality and how um, it's helped you to maintain a healthy relationship with yourself and establish this happily single phase that you've been in for five years. So spirituality to me is being in tune with yourself and being true to yourself and listening to what the universe is telling you mm-hmm. and sometimes it's hard to read signs and sometimes you don't want to read the signs because you want to go ahead and do what you want to do um, right. but the older I I get the more and more I just follow my gut because that gut instinct will never lead you wrong and the right. times when I haven't listened to my instincts shit just goes bad mm-hmm so yeah. <laughs> same <laughs> exactly and it's taken me a while to really own that because sometimes I want to have the benefit of the doubt and maybe it won't be bad but nope it is <laughs> and intuition I, don't lie <laughs> exactly and energy doesn't lie so mm-hmm. more in tune with my intuition and really just accepting it for what it is instead of trying to, well, maybe it means something else. So, well, maybe I'm going to do this. And it's just, maybe my intuition is wrong. Has time and time and again shown me that, nope, intuition is not wrong. So I come from a, a Catholic household, not so much because my dad is religious, just because of schooling. I have had, I have issues with organized religion, but I feel that, Love is my religion. It's very simple. Yeah. You do good. Beautiful. You put good energy out there. Does it mean I won't fuck someone up if they fuck me over? Right. <laughs> I, I, <laughs> I'm not coming at someone with that energy. You know what I'm saying? It's if you fuck me yeah. over, all right, we're going to play a game then. And you're going to lose. Right. right. <laughs> <laughs> this is why I love girl caps, everybody. Okay. <laughs> I have a question about after the Armenian guy, I know that you were not willing to lower your standards and be a placeholder. Right. What was it? Like, and also I know that you said he, he set the bar very high, but after all of the heartbreak that you had, had gone through, 
you had the disappointment with the the high school sweetheart and with the narcissistic husband, your mama passing, you were in this relationship with someone that you, you cared about deeply for three and a half years and cultural differences was the reason you couldn't be together. That would be the point where I think most women would nosedive into another rebound or into a rebound. So what was it that empowered you and enabled you to stop short and just focus on yourself and not go looking for somebody else to fill the void um, for you? For me personally, I just, there's so many people in my life that will come before a man. My happiness Mm -hmm. is not defined by a man. I'm not defined by a man. I'm a mother of two children. I'm a sister. I have two sisters and I am my sister's keepers. I have my father that I look after and I have a career that's always in the back burner. I'm constantly trying to figure out what I can do to excel in my career. So there's all these things that take place. It doesn't mean that I don't miss a night meal with a man and adult conversation, but I feel that nowadays everyone is just too casual. And even though I'm not in any into anything with anyone, but casual isn't something that I do either. And no judgment to those that do. More power to you if that's how you feel empowered. But for me it's just not my not my style. Mm-hmm. I love it because what I hear is that you have such a full life that you don't feel that you're actually lacking anything. I always tell people that a lot of times these relationships where you think you're in love, you're not in love, you're just bored. Yeah. And if you had a life, if you had other things to give your attention to and your energy to, you might have a little bit more courage to walk away from things that don't actually serve you, including that busted ass boyfriend. Exactly. (laughs) Even though you're single and you've been single for five years, have you dated at all? Yes, I have dated. When I was after the Armenian and after I I healed or more or less healed because I was heartbroken because he was such a good guy. I decided to go on dating apps and I went on a lot of good dates, a lot of bad dates. I interacted (laughs) with a bunch of guys online and it's crazy to me that men feel super ballsy when they're online because they're hiding over a gadget and they feel they could say anything to women. And it was interesting. Um, Quantity doesn't mean quality. So although there's a plethora of men online, it doesn't mean that it's right for me. I, it was, it was an experience. I took it for what it was. I did go on dates, but once again, I didn't meet anyone that was felt better than my solitude. And I'm mm-hmm. super upfront from the get-go. I tell guys, if you're looking for a cheerleader, if you're some, if you're looking for someone that's going to make you their priority, I'm not the one because no. I don't have that kind of time. My children will always be number one and I will drop anything for them. I, I mean, when they're in my custody, I don't even go out. Beautiful. So a lot of guys don't like I feel that a lot of guys don't like upfront honesty because I'm super blunt from the get-go and I tell them what I'm looking for. And if it doesn't align with them, that's cool. I don't take shit personal. It is what it is. Okay. So 
how listen first of all I've never used a dating app so how I don't even know like some of my sisters have like my my actual sisters have used them and I'm all I remember like all I know is one of my sisters went on a date with a guy and when she showed up one of his arms was missing like it just was really a weird experience for her because she's a cancer so she's like I didn't I couldn't even ask I don't you know you don't you just don't know who you're gonna meet do you still use those apps oh no I deleted all apps last year I was on them for a year and then it was just a lot of the same shit it was a lot of guys just looking to get laid uh, a lot of guys pretending that they want a relationship but they just want to get laid um and, app me out. <laughs> and if I want to get laid, it's going to be on my terms. I don't need to get on an app to get dick. I could go to right. a local bar. Okay. It's Say not, it it's not that hard. Anyone with half a brain could get laid. Right. right. So after, I mean, and I was just talking shit most of the time. Guys would come at me stupid. So I would say something super sarcastic and witty back, you know? Yeah. So it was a lot of that, and I just decided I don't need to use my energy in doing that. It is I got a taste for what online dating is. It is what it is, and I haven't – I deleted all the apps. I was on Tinder, Plenty of Fish. Um, oh, there was another one. Oh, Bumble. I was I on – like, all the free ones, I was on them. Mm-hmm. my sister my sister used to use that um tinder tinder one and i've heard tinder like i've heard people say it in songs and stuff but i've never ugh, it just yeah. anyways moving on if you're on tinder just take heed to sister's words because a lot of these motherfuckers just want some yeah vagina. that's all they do <laughs> that's all they want i mean one guy told me i'm he straight up told me i'm looking for something casual and i said that's fantastic so are hookers oh <laughs> i love it <laughs> that's such a great response <laughs> okay so what about sex because how are you just gonna be single and for five years not really into the dating scene don't you ever do you feel lonely sometimes i know that you're you're having a blissful solitude experience but a girl's got needs right absolutely all girls have needs and um during my little stint on the dating apps i did hook up with a couple guys on my terms the last time i had sex was in march so damn yeah honestly i am i'm okay i i really started working out hardcore and i don't know if it's the exhaustion of the workouts that my muscles are so sore i'm so tired i don't even think about it wow so exercise is a good alternative to to sex and it releases endorphins and i feel so good about myself after i work out and I mean, I'm open to sex, but even that seems difficult. Like some guys just want to get it in one night and then what? Like this, was this it? Are you kidding me? Like if I'm going to take off my panties, I want some guarantee that it's going to be on a constant basis. And if it's not, that's cool. I just, I move on. Right. Girl, I love it. And I love you. I love you too. Ready here first, folks. (laughs) 
fuck dating apps. Don't date narcissists. Don't dive into a marriage prematurely. I can speak to that issue too. Listen to your intuition and keep your standards, right? Exactly. I I mean, I feel like a lot of women are willing to compromise what they want just because they want someone in their life and it shouldn't be that way. I find that when you have business, when you have a business, when you have goals outside of um, romance, life is, I hate the word busy, but you can get a lot done when you are, you know, solo dolo, you know, when you are working on yourself, working on your business, committed to your mission, making things happen. I find that it's more of a, no, I can't come hang out. Please give me my space. Don't interrupt me while I'm trying to work. Right. And not so grabby, grabby, desperate for a man anyways. So I think that for me, the antidote to, um, and I am in a relationship, but focusing on my business, you know, I might go a whole day without talking to this man. We live together, everything, but um for me when I first moved here and he was my best friend for six years love of my life Aries which means he's also a demon um but (laughs) I also my king and I love him but my work has this central focus in my in my reality right now and it is so satisfying and so fulfilling to be able to pour into other people's lives I know you have your children to be able to pour into their lives right to work on your body to work on your goals to take care of your family to pour into your friends and have great relationships with them life is really full and really satisfying and that is with or without a man agreed agreed 100 (laughs) percent I mean, I tell my single girlfriends that battle with loneliness, like, pick up a goddamn hobby. Right. Or a book. Pick up a book. book. Pick up a hobby. Go take a dance class. Go do things that you've always wanted to do. Step outside that comfort zone. It's no one... It's no one's job to make you happy. It's your job. Happiness is an inside job. You need to be happy with yourself. Yeah. And ain't nothing like coming home to your home, a peaceful, clean, quiet home, where the shit is where you left it and ain't nobody's <laughs> ain't nobody sitting on your sofa loud when you want it to be quiet let me tell you something enjoy your solitude enjoy that time take your ass to Barnes and Noble or to you could go to Goodwill and buy some some books they have book sections in the thrift store go buy yourself some books go do things explore your interests I completely agree with that I completely agree but do you have any final words for our listeners always trust your gut mm-hmm. always I mean if mm-hmm. anything that's the biggest takeaway that's been for me since my teens ever I, whenever I listen to my gut shit goes wrong Yeah, same. energy doesn't lie same all right, folks, thank you so much for listening. Next week, we're going to be talking, 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 making up words, talking to my girlfriend out of New York City. She's going to be talking to us about her journey with Santeria. So please stay tuned. I love you guys. Bye. I love you. Thank you for having me. Thank you, honey. Bye-bye. Bye bye. Bye.